Hi, this is Gloria Loring. I'm the singer and actress. You know me for the hit Friends and Lovers and the theme song Facts of Life. And I was Liz on Days of Our Lives. And I get the fun of being the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Welcome to another edition of On Screen and Beyond. This is episode 241. I'm your host, Brian Zumrak, and this is the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming movies, remakes, sequels, TV and movie DVD releases, and our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week, Gloria Loring is going to be joining us. Gloria was on Days of Our Lives. She played Liz Chandler on the show. And she also had uh, a, a monster hit, Friends and Lovers, that was a big hit, and just so many other things that uh, she's been doing, and she's got a book out, and she's got a lot of different things, and she's written all kinds of TV theme songs, uh, you know, Facts of Life, remember that one? And uh, we're going to talk about all that stuff, and it's going to be coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond, so I hope you're going to stick around for that. Getting into the holiday season, I hope you're going to go to onscreenandbeyond.com and uh, click on our sponsors to get to their site and make your purchases through On Screen and Beyond at their site, okay? And that'll give a, a little credit to us and help support the show. It's the best way to help support the show so we can continue to give these fascinating interviews that, are, you know, we keep great people coming each week here at On Screen and Beyond, and I'm... You know, just hope you'll help us out by shopping this holiday season or any time. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be during the holiday season. If you're going to buy from these people anyways, these uh, sponsors, just go through our site to get to their site. We'd appreciate that. And let's see here. What else? If you are on Facebook, be sure to like us. Uh, we'd like to have you join us there at uh, Facebook or On Screen and Beyond. If you want to know how to get there, just go to onscreenandbeyond.com. Scroll down to the bottom. We have a link right there that will get you right to our our Facebook page. And uh, if you are on iTunes that you are listening to this episode, uh, leave us a, uh, a rating because it will help increase the uh, traffic that people see us and uh, through iTunes. And like I said, I don't know how that all works. But anyways, just go ahead and leave us a, a review there, and it will help us out. And uh, that's it. Let's get into Remake Madness. It's coming up next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Remake Madness. Well, a remake of Thomasina is in the works. You can remember that one. It was a 1957 children's novel, and it was formerly a Disney film back in the 60s. So uh, that'll be interesting to see. And a remake of Scarface, which we've talked about before, will take place in present-day America and will involve the Mexican drug cartel. So that sounds like it'll be interesting. And work continues on a remake of 1986 Flight of the Navigator. So we'll keep you informed as that moves along. That's it for Remake Madness coming up next on On Screen and Beyond. What's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies? We've got it right here on On Screen and Beyond. Upcoming new movies. Well, Seth MacFarlane's next film will be a Western comedy called... A Million Ways to Die in the West. It's his first feature uh, since um, Ted. 
So that was a huge hit. So I, I got a feeling this is sort of going to be like uh, uh, in the vein of uh, Blazing Saddles or something like that. So, you know, that's the type of thing he'd do. Anyways, J.J. Abrams will be making a film called The God Particle, and it's about an American space station crew that seems to be alone in the world when the Earth disappears due to the uh, Hydran Accelerator. That sounds like a, a topical thing. And let's see. A Stephen King short story called Gamma is being adapted to film, and it's going to be called Mercy. That's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we'll take a peek at what's coming away as far as sequels right here on On Screen and Beyond. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Sequel City, well, Josh Whedon will be writing and directing... The Avengers 2, and he has completed the outline, they are saying. And word is out that they are already working on a sequel to uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pacific Rim, which uh, squares off robots and monsters. And the first one is not going to be coming out in theaters till next summer. So they're already working on the second one. And uh, Robert Zemeckis says there is hope of a sequel to 1988's Roger Rabbit. He's still going to keep trying to get that one made. We'll see what happens. Uh, it was a good film. I enjoyed that one. That's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen to Beyond, what's coming away as far as TV on DVD? We've got it. TV on DVD, well, Cougar Town, the third complete season, lands on DVD on February 5th. Charlie Sheen's Anger Management Season 1 will hit stores on January 8th, and I bet he's going to be winning. And let's see, look for the Hallmark Channel's original movie, Undercover Bridesmaids, and it's uh, starring Brooke Burns as an undercover cop at a wedding. That's it for TV on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen Beyond, what's coming away as far as movies on DVD? Movies on DVD, well, the action thriller Alex Cross, starring Tyler Perry, arrives on DVD and Blu-ray video, on-demand, digital download, and pay-per-view on February 5th. And on December 26th, you can catch an animated retelling of Cinderella in cowboy boots as furry and feathered creatures take over in the roles. And look for Tyler Perry's stage play, Medea Gets a Job, on Blu-ray and DVD on February 5th. That's it for Movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we have the pleasure of having Gloria Loring join us here at On Screen and Beyond. She, of course, was a list channeler on Days of Our Lives, and she had uh, a lot of hit songs uh, back in the 80s with uh, Friends and Lovers, all sorts of other stuff she's had out. And uh, she, of course, is uh, the mother of Robin Thicke. That's right. She was married to Alan Thicke at one time. They had Robin. Robin, of course, is a judge on duets, and uh, he's also a you know, megastar. So uh, it continues in the family. And she also wrote theme songs to several different sitcoms, like uh, Facts of Life. So 
We're going to talk about all that stuff. It's coming up next right here on On Screen and Beyond. My guest today on On Screen and Beyond is a singer, songwriter, actress, and author who has co-written the theme songs to The Facts of Life and Different Strokes. She topped the charts with her hit Friends and Lovers, played Liz Chandler on Days of Our Lives, and she has a new book out called Coincidence is God's Way of Remaining Anonymous. It's Gloria Loring. Gloria, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Well, thank you so much. It's my pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Gloria, you've delved into all different things. Now you're writing this book. What led you to write this book? Well, um, I had a number of things. Uh, the mysteries of the universe have always been an area of interest for me. Um, I, I, along the way, I got interested in reading about different spiritual paths. Um, but what really prompted this particular book, which I call my memoir with a message, because it is about a series of extraordinary coincidences, they were extraordinary for me, that were just the perfect thing for me. Um, it was what I had been looking for, what I wanted but hadn't found. And um, they came into my life, and at one point I was telling someone about one of these coincidences, though how I raised a million dollars for diabetes research. And I said, isn't it an amazing coincidence? And he said, yes, but you know coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous. And I said, wait a second, wait a second, let me write that down. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I literally started using the phrase. Now, I didn't know back then that that is a quote by Albert Einstein. Oh, okay. Well, if you're going to borrow a quote, borrow from somebody really smart. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I saw that as the years, several years unfolded, and these things kept happening to me, I became more aware of them because of the phrase, coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous. And I started to, uh, quite a number of years ago, write down these stories. And then I thought, well, okay, this is you know, very cool for me, but how do I make this useful for anyone else? I mean, I, I don't want to write a book that says, ha, 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 look what happened to me and how, how lucky I am. <laughs> I wanted to investigate and study this subject of coincidence, the coinciding of meaningful events, that's the, the um, meaning that I attach to that word. And um, what I found was just fascinating. And there reached a point, I started the book, then I put it aside. Then I'd write on it again, and then I'd uh, put it aside. I finally got to the point where I said, you know, it's time. It's time, and stop being afraid that you, actress, singer, and author of books on for people living with diabetes, mm -hmm. um, that people would say, well, what in the world is she writing a book about God for? <laughs> <laughs> um, because, I, again, I love the, the fact that this quote comes from Albert Einstein. And he also said another interesting thing. He said, the more I study science, the more I believe in God. Mm -hmm. And what he meant, I think, in part by that, was that the more that he looked at the wonders, the magnificence, and immense, unknowable intelligence and creativity that created all of this that we have, this world, this universe, this life, the more... Um, profoundly uh, 
um, spiritual he became in, in the sense that he believed that there was an animating force in the universe that was beyond the knowing of science, even while science strives to explain it. And so I loved that science and spiritual stuff hand in hand. And I do that in my book. I, I, I bring up quotes by scientists and show how science and spiritual understanding can intersect. Um, the places we can agree upon. Um, and it's, it's really exciting because it, it, we don't have to hide um, from the wonders of the universe. We can approach them through our senses, through the coincidences that show up in our lives, which coincidences are tangible. They show up in one way or another. Somebody, just when you're struggling with something, someone says the perfect thing, or the, the, a song comes on the radio that's exactly what you needed to hear, right. or the check finally shows up in the mail, you know? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> one of those kinds of things. And it's very, very exciting yeah. well, what, what can happen. So... That's, that's where I am with it, though. So. Yeah. Well, coincidences, you've had a lot of ups, and of, of course you've had some huge ups in your life, but you've also had struggles. Everybody does. Okay. But do you feel the coincidences are all good coincidences? Oh, no, no, no. There are things that are taken away from us. Um, I have one chapter called, um, I believe the title is Swept Clean, and it's, it's how sometimes things are swept out from under us. Um sometimes jarringly so. And, and we can't possibly understand why something happens, you know. I mean, we can look at the science of a storm like Sandy. Right. And we can say, okay, you know, warmer waters, warmer air, colder air coming in from here, they meet, you know, they cause this enormous weather conflagration. And, um, but we can't understand why it has to happen to us, why our house had to burn down, or, you know, we mm. might be tempted to say, why me? And another way that um, we can look at it is say, okay, this has happened. It is what it is. I have a big sign on the back of my office door. It is what it is. It is what it is. But what is it asking of me? And I find usually when very difficult things come, um, it is asking of us to grow in some way, to embrace um, one of the great virtues, perhaps, more fully, to express it more fully. It might be compassion. It might be patience. It might be forgiveness. Mm -hmm. um, what is this asking of me? It might be belief in the goodness of the world. Um, maybe we've always been someone who expected the other shoe to drop at any moment, and now the shoe drops. And yet, here we see people coming into our lives, helping us, and what's the opportunity there? Maybe the opportunity is to stop saying, oh, yeah, just my luck. You know, everything happens to me. And, right. and to start to say, wow, there's so much goodness in the world. Yeah. You look at the people, the, the veterans who are showing up, the, 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 the organizations, the individuals who, in, in light of Sandy, you know, mm -hmm. are, are showing up to help. Um, everybody's doing the best they can. And, and very often the most difficult situations bring out or give us an opportunity to bring the best of ourselves to the moment. Yeah. Have you always, even when you were young, wanted to be a singer, an actress, a writer? It was, was all those things on your scope as you were growing up, or did you start out with one goal in mind? Well, I either wanted to be a singer or a teacher. 
anything as long as I was up at the front of the room. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> at least that's the way I understand it now. Um, and now I'm kind of both. I'm teaching people about my understanding of coincidence. And, right. And I'm singing about it because every chapter of my book has a song lyric associated with it. Mm-hmm. It probably is the first book ever with its own soundtrack. Hmm. Um, written specifically for the cha- uh, uh, for the chapters and out of the understandings that each chapter has. And all of those songs are contained on a CD called Turn the Page that is available on my website and on iTunes and all of that. But I always wanted to be a singer, yes. Yeah. I wanted to, I think my first prompt was, first of all, when I sang, I felt good. good. Second of all, when I sang, people applauded me. People said how good I was. And I wanted to feel good about myself. Uh, don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> um, I had maybe a couple extra reasons that some people don't have. Um, there was alcoholism in our home. My father was an alcoholic. There was, you know, behind the door um, throwing of things and screaming and door slamming and, and tension and... Um, uh, you know, you, you had to sort of pretend and hope that everything was okay now. And um, and I detail in my book um, one time in particular, and there may have been more, but because it was precognitive for me, I was three. Um, the one that I, I had, did come in kind of, kind of a flash, hypnotic flashback was a, 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 a night when my dad was very, very drunk, and there was um, highly inappropriate sexualized contact with my father, mm-hmm. uh, and it profoundly affected me, um, and so in a sense, um, that also drove me. I wanted to be beautiful, feel beautiful, um, and I, I was able to do that on stage, but I was a very different person off stage. I knew who I was on stage. I knew what I wanted on stage. I didn't know as well off stage. I was shy. Um, when I was in my you know, interview, Gloria Loring, singing star mode, I was very strong and very confident in all of that, and, and yet then when I was not in that mode, um, it was harder to be me. Mm-hmm. And so some parts of this memoir, writing it and coming to terms with it, helped me even more fully understand and integrate um, that dichotomy in my own uh, psyche, my my own psychological ways in the world. Yeah. Um, and I want that to be a help to others because there was that what would be termed sexual abuse. Yeah. Um, and the ways it affected me, the grief I had, the uncont- occasional uncontrollable rages, the hiding in closets, sobbing my heart out. And I would have no idea why things had affected me so profoundly. When we're abused as children, when things, when trauma comes into our lives, we can wind up being hypersensitive, um, hypervigilant. Um, you know, this things just affect us so tremendously. We have these interior griefs and rages that have not been dealt with. So all of that is, you know, was helped to heal by these coincidences that came into our lives. Mm, yeah. And see, the, the issue about coincidence, it's really interesting, Brian, is we know about the secret, right? We, the, the book, the movie, The Secret. Mm-hmm. Yep. And how by thinking certain things, believing, so I believe I'm going to have a new car, whatever, um, <laughs> we can attract. Well, see, that's what coincidence is about. 
coincidence, there are two basic kinds of coincidence. One is a reflection coincidence, a mirror coincidence, and that mirrors back to us something that has um, a strong psychological, emotional, or spiritual um, Velcro for us. (laughs) and, And the reason we notice a coincidence that has that issue is because it has meaning for us. Otherwise, you know, like somebody, as an example, somebody could say to me, oh, you're really stupid. You know, just at a point I was vulnerable. And I would go, please. I'm a few things, but I'm not stupid. You know, yeah. it wouldn't stick. You understand? It wouldn't stick to me. Now, somebody else could say at certain points in my life, you're selfish. Nothing you do, nothing you do is good enough. You failed us, whatever. And because I believed that I was sufficient as a human being, that would cause me enormous grief. So much so that at times I thought maybe I should end my life. Now, I never took any steps in that direction, but the thought came to me. Hmm. So my interior grief about myself, my interior messages about myself, um, were so powerful that um, that they affected everything I thought and did and to a greater or lesser degree. So, you know, a, a coincidence can reflect something we think is true about ourselves. And again, if it's meaningful for us, then it has some charge for us. Yeah. And the other thing is that a coincidence can be a guidance or directional coincidence. And that means that, again, because you notice it, it's like some people can open their phone book to a particular page. Actually, I have a story about that, but let me just finish. Um, it can offer guidance. Um, I was struggling with an issue. I talk about this in my book. And I thought I had to make a decision one way or another about a relationship. And I walked in for an audition, and um, I got my script, and I was going to go in for the audition. And I looked up on the wall... And I had been going around and around, should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I. And I look up in the wall, and there's this huge quote. I mean, huge, like foot-high letters. And it said, be patient toward all that is involved in your heart. And try to love the questions themselves. Because the point is to live everything. So live the questions now, and perhaps you will someday live your way into the answers. And it was Raina Maria Rilke, who thereafter became my favorite poet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Live the questions now. I thought I had to make a decision in that moment. Right. Well, I let go of it. There was, the, there was the exact advice I needed by a mystical poet put in the most beautiful, tangible, and poetic way, spoke to my heart in that moment. I put the issue down, and I did indeed live my way into the answers. It turned out I didn't have to make a decision. Everything worked out. Jeez. <laughs> That's amazing. That really oh, and is. I was going to tell you, I got to tell you, that, okay, so I have a, 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 a middle sister, and she's gone through some difficult times, and we've had, you know, sometimes you have a sibling, and you two just have very different ways of looking at things. And I was thinking about the fact that I hadn't talked to her in quite a while, and I probably should call her, and this and that and the other. And I put that, oh, I'll call her later. And I went and I picked up the phone book. Now, this is our local phone book in Lake Arrowhead, California, right? Mm-hmm. She lives in Northern California. I picked up the phone book, and it flopped open. And on the left-hand page was 
her our surname at the top of the page. You know how they'll have where, yep. where the letters start, what the first name mm -hmm. is? Yep. G-O-F-F. And the last, uh, the second page, the name was her husband's name. <laughs> there was, in my local phone book, now, it had always existed there. It didn't show up mysteriously for me. Right, yeah. But here I am, thinking about, I really should call her, oh, what am I going to say? Oh, I hope we can get this thing straightened out. And here is her maiden name on the one page, and her husband's name is at the top of the second page. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you just love that? <laughs> it's coincidence. <laughs> coincidence, God's way. Well, you see... This whole issue of God, um, there is a, a creative power, an intelligence in the universe that is enormous. And it, everything is made of the same particles. Everything is made from little tiny particles, we call them atoms or molecules mm -hmm. or whatever, and you know, quarks and all of that stuff. But we're all made of the same stuff. So in a sense, and many great spiritual teachers have told us we are all connected what we do to one, we do to the other. Why do you think the golden rule travels through all the major religions? All the major religions have a form of uh, words to the effect of don't treat others the way you wouldn't want to be treated or treat others the way you would like to be treated. Right. It's there across the board because basically the way you treat others is what you're putting into the world and what is going to be fed back to you. In, in some of the Eastern uh, spiritual paths is called karma. You know, what cause and effect. Yeah, yeah. And so we know that we're connected. Um, so we are also connected to, I say, this is what I say, we're connected to what we need to know and what we need to grow. Hmm. Because when what we need to know may be something that will take us to the next level and inspire us, or what we need to grow may be the very thing that causes friction, that causes us to have to struggle, to find more patience, more compassion, more forgiveness, more love, more understanding. And the thing that coincidence, and this phrase, coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous, mm -hmm. the thing that it offers us is a perspective within which to frame anything and everything that happens to us. Now, people who have very deep uh, immersion and devotion to a particular faith path, they will talk about God's will, and they will say, okay, this is God's will, I'm just going to, I'm going to accept it. This is, for some reason, my son was supposed to go through this, or I was supposed to go, this is God's will, but for a lot of other people, that's it's a very difficult concept because some of us were brought up with the idea that there was this guy with a long white beard sitting on a throne somewhere pointing a finger and zapping this person and giving this person leukemia over there and causing a car accident there. A more compassionate way is to understand that we are a part of that willfulness in the universe. We were given a portion of that free will to make things happen. And so we are a participant in our own state, destiny, mm -hmm. providence, whatever. Yeah. Um, so when something happens, if we include ourselves in the word God, and, and some people define God as good, orderly direction, um, here's the next step on the path. You've suffered a loss. Now what are you going to take 
What are you going to do with it? And you see this. You see this in people who suffer tremendous loss, the loss of a child, the loss of a loved one, the loss of whatever, and they say, I'm not going to let this, I'm going to do something good out of this. And they form a foundation, or they donate the child's organs, or they they step up and start a whole new career, and they say, no, you know what, I'm not, I am not going to lay down and let this run over me. Right, yes. So there is, so, so you know, that coinciding of meaningful events can be used for good. Christian mystics. Pierre Tillard de Chardin, one of my favorites, says not everything is immediately good, but everything is capable of becoming good. That's a good saying. Mm -hmm. It's a good perspective. And again, Mm. if the coinciding of events brings us either pain or joy, we can look at it from, here's my next opportunity. Mm -hmm. Here's my next chance to see what is being asked of me in this life. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You talk about joy and opportunities. You've had a huge hit, Friends and Lovers, and you've written uh, memorable theme songs to TV shows and everything. But you also had a chance to sing with your son, Robin. Yes, Robin Thicke, my R&B Robin superstar son. Yes, how, how was that, uh, to, to be able to do that? You, like I said, joy and, and you know opportunities. You, not many people get to work with their child. I know. No, that was, that was so sweet. I remember when we were in the studio, we recorded a version of The Prayer that is on my Christmas album, You, you Make It Christmas. Mm-hmm. And um, I also have it on my sort of favorite recordings I ever did um, CD called A Playlist. And Robin and I recorded the prayer, which Celine Dion and Andrea Bocelli did originally and did such a beautiful job. And our voices blend so beautifully. And I did have one of the songwriters, um, the famous Carol Bayer Sager, heard our version of it yes. and said she thought it was one of the prettiest ever. So I was very honored by that, and uh, it was it was really sweet to sing with him. And I I still perform it um, so called with him, in that he is on the track because of course I can't take him everywhere I go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I have him on the track, and then I sing live with his recorded vocals. So that's always a great happiness for me. Yeah, I'm sure. Jeez. Now, now, days of our lives. You were very popular on that show. How did you come about to decide to become an actress? Well, I studied acting, actually, for 10 years, um, and I just couldn't get an agent. Everybody said, oh, she's a fabulous singer. Well, if we have a role come up for a singer, we'll call. And, and my agents never sent me out on anything. And I, so I didn't get to build up that confidence that you get when you go out on auditions a lot. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and um, finally, I, I had somebody who had been a former manager of mine who had left the business for a while come back gone with an agency as an agent and came to my acting class to see me act. And um, he, after I did this one scene, he said, wow, he said, you can do this. I said, yeah, thanks. <laughs> he said, 
I'm going to get you out for some readings. And for the first time in my life, I went out three times in one week. And the third time was for the role of Liz Chandler on Days of Our Lives. I came back. I read it second time for the producers. And then um, I came back again and I screen tested uh, with three other actresses uh, for the role of Liz. And I was very excited to get it. And coincidence, it came at a perfect time for me because my oldest son, Brennan, Robin is two years younger, um, Brennan was about to start kindergarten. And I had traveled as a singer um, and taken my children with me most of the time, which was quite a sight. I would get off planes with smashed banana all over my jeans <laughs> and uh, two toddlers in tow. Oh, my Lord, I thought I'd lose my life sometimes. The glamorous anyway, life, right? <laughs> the glamorous life, yes. Um, but anyway, uh, and here I was going to be on a soap opera, and I stayed there for six and a half years. Um, which was just absolutely perfect. And it, it helped me build up um, a new constituency for mm -hmm. my singing, for, uh, for acting, for, for me as a performer, um, so that I could go to Vegas or Atlantic City and go and perform on weekends and come back and do Days of Our Lives during the week. And, mm. um, and by the time I got through with Days of Our Lives, Brennan was 16 and Robin was 14, and... So we'd had those, uh, or no, they were, no, I take that back. They were, no, they were younger than that. They were like 10 and 10 and 8. Um, but still, it was, it was extraordinary to be, to be there during that time. And I learned so much from it. Yeah. So much. It was, it was, it was great fun until it wasn't. People say, why did you leave Days of Our Lives when you're popular, you were so popular? And I say, because they shot me every two years, whether I needed it or not. <laughs> oh. Well, Gloria, i got to finish up with the two final questions. Yes. Taking us away from your, your acting, your singing, and writing books and everything, when you get to, to sit down and relax, which doesn't sound like you have that much time, but when you do, what do you like to watch for TV? What are your favorite TV shows? Mm -hmm. Oh, Modern Family. Oh, they just make me laugh out loud. And then I think the... Uh, oh, well, my husband is a huge fan of Pawn Stars ah, and yeah. American Kickers. And mm -hmm. so many nights I sit and we watch uh, uh, Pawn Stars and, and American Kickers. And you know what I do like about both the shows is you get a little history oh, yeah, along yeah. with it. You, get, you learn quite a bit about the Civil War or whatever. Yeah. Um, so we watched those, and then just recently, um, my husband's in the Television Academy. He's a production designer, mm -hmm. and um, he was given the entire season of Homeland, ah. which won the Emmy as the Best Dramatic Series. And we watched that uh, on a couple consecutive nights. We watched almost the whole season, and that was riveting. Oh, my oh, gosh, yeah. what a great series. So, yeah, you know, some things like that. I'm a big reader. I probably read three books a month, three, four books a month. What about um, movies? What are your favorite movies? Oh, I love movies. Um, my favorite ever movie, yeah. one of them is Bruce Almighty. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> love that movie. Um, what else? Oh, oh, um, oh, what's the, Mamma Mia with Meryl Streep. I love that. That just made me cry. Mm -hmm. Joy. Yeah. Because it's about women and our lives and what it's like to be us. Um, went to see The Life of Pi last night. How was that? Oh, oh my gosh, that's amazing. It's definitely going to be up for an Academy Award. Really? It's a, yeah. It's a massive cinematic achievement. 
The acting is gorgeous. Um, it, it's quite spectacular. It's been haunting me today. I, there are scenes that come back. But I said, wait a second, wait a second. What was that again? i got to go back and see that movie again. So um, I'm a huge movie fan. I'm a fan of stories. I love narrative. Um, mm -hmm. I love to hear people's individual stories, uh, great storytelling. Um, I'm a fan of Steven Spielberg and the way he tells stories. Can't wait to see Lincoln. Mm, yeah, I heard that's uh, good. Yeah, yeah. So there are a lot. Always December, the busiest time of the year, and the be very best movies come out yes, in December. Yes, I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, Gloria, I, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. This has been fascinating, and I want people to go out and get Coincidence is God's Way of Remaining Anonymous. And where's the website that they can uh, get your CDs and, and the book and things? Okay, well, uh, I'm GloriaLoring.com, and okay. uh, there is a, a button on the front page with the cover of the book that takes you to an ordering page for Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and that sort of thing. Um, we have a store there, and the, the CDs are available there. And we'll put a link on our site so people can go right to your site. Exactly, and I'm, you know, Facebook.com slash Gloria Loring and Twitter.com slash Gloria Loring or at Gloria Loring. And so I'm all over the place. That's great. Well, Gloria, I thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Another fascinating guest here at On Screen to Be On, Gloria Loring. I want to thank her so much for taking the time to talk to us. And uh, it's just so fun to hear all the different things, these people that we, we are so used to hearing them as either a singer or an actor or whatever. And, and they, then they've got so many other things going on in their lives. So uh, the only place you hear that stuff is right here at On Screen and Beyond. So we appreciate it that uh, she took the time to talk to us. What a lovely guest. Really nice to have her here at On Screen and Beyond. Well... Holiday season is upon us, that's right, and all kinds of uh, Christmas movies are out, and uh, we've got them all. We've reviewed them at onscreenandbeyond.com. If you go to onscreenandbeyond, go to our DVD re review section, and there's all kinds of movies that uh, we've had a chance to preview, and uh, we've got all those reviews up there to let you know what's good, what's not, and uh, get a place where you can just click and go and buy them. So if you're going to purchasing these or uh, renting them or whatever, just go to onscreenandbeyond.com and you can find out if they're uh, what they're about. And uh, you know we don't give the plot away and, and just turn around and, and just ruin it for you. We, we don't do that here at On Screen and Beyond. We uh, just give you an idea if, if we enjoyed the film or not, and uh, we sort of rate them and uh, you know. That's that's uh, what you can do is go to On Screen and Beyond and find out. We're not going to tell you how it ends. I just hate that when somebody does that, but we don't do that. So, anyways, uh, go ahead and do that. Go to onscreenandbeyond.com and look it over. We've got a lot of different things there to look at. And we've also got our past interviews, over 240 interviews there. Just check them out. I'm sure there's somebody that you or a friend will enjoy listening to. And uh, we'd appreciate it if you'd tell a friend so they can go and listen to those. And if you're on iTunes, be sure to leave a review. If you are on Facebook, be sure to like us. If you're going to be doing some shopping, go to onscreenandbeyond.com. Go to our sponsor ads. Click on it to get to their site. Do your shopping. doesn't cost any extra, but we get a little something for that, and it helps support the show. So we'd appreciate that very much, especially at this time of year when people are out buying things all the time. So, uh Thank you. If you do that, uh, it supports the show. And that is about it. Next week, we got another great guest coming your way, so I hope you're going to be joining us here. 
This is a wrap for this week's episode of On Screen and Beyond. So until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. Thank you.